This is Rugger Matrix International, the world's leading independent rugby podcast quoted more than anyone else. It's no wonder that our major partner is Strike, Australia's leading provider of Bluetooth car kits, so you can stay safe in your car and avoid hefty fines. So go hands-free with Strike. Enter the code Rugger Matrix and you'll get 10% off. Go to strike.com.au to get your discount. Rugger Matrix also brought to you by mybean.com.au. We sell at roasters prices. Let's get it on. Hello and welcome to Rugger Matrix International, episode 190. I'm your host, Jero Sen, and alongside me, the great Mark Cash Cow, Picky Cashman. You got them all, Bronk, <laughs> all the nicknames. But uh, great to be here, great to be talking about some rugby. And I'll tell you what, we have got a wealth of rugby to talk about. Yeah, we've got a lot of guests. Uh, we went down to Waratahs HQ, a lot of Wallabies, a lot of Waratahs, a lot of experienced players to speak to. And uh, first cab off the rank uh, in this show called Deep South is about analysing what happened in all the test series in the Southern Hemisphere and uh, victories to Wales, New Zealand and Australia. But Casho, I think uh, the series that really had the most worth for the competing teams was indeed the South Africa, sorry, the New Zealand and uh, England series. I thought New Zealand got a lot out of it, and so did England, and I think they will probably take uh, the most benefit from the southern uh, trip down under. I think England, uh, Bronk, probably could feel a little bit aggrieved. They didn't come away with uh, a result in one of those test matches. But uh, listen, 12 months out from a, or a bit over 12 months out from a Rugby World Cup, I think it's given them a, a good marker about where uh, where they are at in this uh, in the current sort of pecking order, as will Australia after that uh, series against France. And obviously the Wallabies will get a further indication about where they are once the uh, the rugby championship kicks off against the mighty All Blacks in Sydney on August 16. Yeah, that's right. August, they'll come together. So whatever momentum uh, the Southern Hemisphere teams put together will be on hold for a couple of weeks. Uh, incidentally, do you like a little shot here from the second or the first Lions test in Brisbane last year? And uh, this was after they scored their first try and uh, at the northern end and you can see all the lion supporters going crazy except this guy right here not happy at all <laughs> great piece of photography bronca those were the days uh, rugger matrix on the road i think it was during that time uh, we had yeah. some great shows and uh, some great experiences uh, away from the grounds as you remember i'll never forget when we shared a room in brisbane that uh, <laughs> haunt me forever but uh, never pretty sharing a room is it up. no, no that's right. <laughs> all right Casho. so let's start off with australia we'll, we'll get into the all blacks and in, in england as we go throughout the show but uh, you know it was a pretty uh, impressive effort by both australia and New Zealand to win their games against their Northern Hemisphere foes. South Africa very lucky against uh, Wales, uh, getting uh, a, a controversial penalty try at the end. Well, Steve uh, Walsh involved. Well, uh, <laughs> listen, love him as a referee, love him as a bloke. I think he does a does a great job. He lets the game flow, which is uh, which is really good. And that's that's what we saw in that uh, in that series between South Africa and Wales. And let's. Uh, Let's hope he plays a key role in the World Cup coming up uh, next year. I, I, he's top bloke and a top referee in uh, in in my books. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think South Africa were were pretty lucky. They're uh, they play uh, this coming weekend against uh, against Scotland. So uh, it's going to be interesting uh, how how they front up for the rugby championship. But Heineke Mayer, 
very happy with where they're at at the moment. They've had to nav- navigate their way through certain issues uh, with uh, with uh, Stein and a couple of other guys uh, opting out of the squad. Uh, you know, reassessing their their futures at uh, at international level. But uh, all in all, I think South Africa uh, they're, they're turning over their talent and they're uh, they're, uh, they're they're shaping well for the rugby championship and beyond. Yeah, of course, in Scotland and Ireland doing the business against uh, Argentina as well. So it's been a very busy program. Uh, shout out to our old mate Eddie Jones as well, who um, was victorious. That's 10 straight wins for Japan, and they beat uh, Six Nations power in Italy. So uh, Eddie Jones on the sideline too. That was great to see. And you might remember only late last year he had a stroke, and there were real concerns about his uh, well-being. But Eddie's back at it, and he's winning games. And that was a really good win uh, against uh, Italy at home. Yeah, certainly was twenty six twenty three. Bronk the uh, the final scoreline. I I watched about the last half hour of it in in quite detail, and uh, the way they actually closed that game out was quite impressive. And the style that they're playing suits their cattle. And I think I think Eddie's been smart in the way he's coached, and uh, and the guys are getting it. And uh, the good thing about it is uh, is a lot of the guys in decision making positions. Are actually uh, native Japanese guys, so that's uh, that's good to see. And uh, you know, uh, some of the the bigger bigger uh, Japanese guys are coming through, playing in the second row. Uh, they've got a very good back row, uh, very good halfback. Their ten uh, calls the shots uh, sort of quite well, and uh, they're just well disciplined, as as you can imagine from a uh, from a uh, Eddie Jones coach side. But uh, listen, you said Eddie was mellow on the sidelines. I think that's only a matter of time, Bronk, isn't uh, it? You can't keep a good man down, but uh, it's good to see him doing well. So let's look at the uh, French series against Australia. And the French were woeful in the first test. Australia flogged them in Brisbane. And of course, in the second test, it was pretty, uh, well, let's just say a snore fest. It was 6-0 to Australia. Uh, and, you know, we're not bagging the players here. We're just saying that it wasn't one of those great games. Uh, yeah, French side at last turned up to play, cash cow, uh, and it was forced into penalty. So, yeah, it just was one of those great um, contests to watch, but it was a contest. Those things happened. It was good Australia actually won one of those games and didn't falter. Then in the third test, uh, a day game at Allianz Stadium, 43,000, a record rugby crowd for that stadium. Uh, turned out and it absolutely pumped on the day still something I think uh, that Australia has to work on uh, in attack and and maybe defence as well because they did well against the French in defence but maybe some concerns with the Mauling defence and also uh, heading into the rugby championship they'll be sternly tested by the All Blacks but it was a good result we went down the Waratahs training just yesterday and uh, the man who's been playing in the wake of Stephen Moore's injury at hooker for Australia a lot of time is Tatafu Pilotta now and the great cash cow himself hit him up about taking on the French up front. Tough, uh, quite a contest up front uh, against the French. What were your thoughts about uh, their style of play, their scrummaging and their work at the breakdown? Oh, very tough. I mean, uh, they've got a world-class back row there, pretty much all in uh, Toulouse. But that saying, uh, the French flair, I mean, it's a magnificent spectacle when you see it in, in person. So, yeah, um, in order to shut that down, you just had to uh, follow them everywhere they go because they're so they're, they're unpredictable. They're that great at offloading as well. It's just both a spectacle but really, uh, really daunting for us, so we had to shut it down early. 
scrummaging was a was a mental as well as a physical game right throughout the series. Uh, you guys had to really be on your game, and it, it was it was much about the top six inches in many ways, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, the French are really renowned for their scrum, particularly. Uh, if they have their starting or finishing uh, props, they'll still do the job of trying to get through us. That's saying, yeah, we had to really mentally switch on. And uh, I mean, really uh, happy with the progress that the boys made uh, throughout the test series. But that's saying uh, it'll be another challenge come uh, the rugby championship. Uh, before each, each of the Wallabies test matches, uh, we saw the All Blacks take on England. Uh, obviously must have been impressed with uh, what the All Blacks brought to the table and, and certainly England. Oh, it's definitely no surprise, but I mean, yeah, full credit to England by actually making a great spectacle of this great game. And uh, it goes to show that, like, uh, although the All Blacks are up, they're still never out of the game. I mean, with England coming back uh, in the first two test matches, it's just a great spectacle. So I think uh, key for us is to shut them down early and hopefully uh, finish the job. Ewan's made the point, uh, the Wallaby coach, that uh, you know, listen, there's, uh, there's there's a long way to go until we till we compete with uh, with the All Blacks. That's very much the case. Yeah, I think uh, obviously getting going through the Test series, it's uh, getting a lot of confidence out of that. But that's saying uh, it'll be another seven weeks till we meet up again. So hopefully uh, we can use the franchises to uh, uh, perfect our little individual performances. But come uh, rugby championship time, it's more of a fact of uh, really gelling together and continuing where we uh, started off the great momentum. And our thanks to Tatafu Pilota now. Always great to speak to the great man and a big fan of Rugger Matrix is Tatafu. And, um, you know, he knows more than anyone else how hard the French are up front and they pride themselves on their scrummaging. But they needed more than their scrummaging to win this series. Yeah, it was all about the breakdown. The, the the French, when they go well at the breakdown, like they did in Melbourne, they'll be very, very competitive. Uh, the Melbourne game, as we mentioned earlier, was uh, was a bit of a snore fest, but uh, sometimes rugby, with uh, all its intricacies, is uh, is like that. But uh, listen, we saw some uh, some real great talent there from the Wallabies on show. Great to see Will Skelton get a run. I think uh, <laughs> I, I, I was just surprised it took Ewan until the third test to actually get him on there. Good to see he's got a start and uh, if anybody was watching the television uh, just just have a look at uh, Will during that uh, during that uh, that national anthem listen he had a smile as big as the harbour bridge and uh, listen from what I hear and I've got some insiders close to the uh, Waratah camp his hardest job of the week wasn't playing his hardest job was getting all his family tickets for the game (laughs) how many how many well I think it's 30 plus mate so I think he'd leave it as well Oh dear. Well, um, he was terrific and great to see him play. Uh, Ewan always used to say to me, a, a good big man will be a, a good little man any day. Well, I don't actually agree with that because um, that's, uh, I can't see a big man bending down and tackling a really tiny fella. However, um, he is a great big man and he performed well and he's got wonderful ball playing skills. Uh, the wonderful timing and offload he gave to uh, Israel Folau for his second half try was just absolutely brilliant. So there's more to um, Will Skelton than uh, his massive size. So I say that about Mark Cashman as well. So um, terrific to see. We shouldn't go past this test, though, Bronk, that third test without mentioning Wycliffe Parlow. What an absolutely, oh, absolutely superb not. performance. Uh, listen, he he took the ball forward. He took the uh, he, he he took the um, the heat out of the uh, the French pack, which I think early on were uh, were quite up for that game. But uh, listen, Cliffy 
Cliffy at his best was out there on Saturday, and that's great to see. He looks physically a little trimmer too. Like um, he's not a, at that massive weight that um, we used to see him when he steamrolled guys. He's actually quite athletic, and I think as you get older, it's it's better to trim down a little bit because it's harder to carry that weight and be um, athletic. So he was terrific. Michael Hooper, I've got to say, continues to amaze me. He get, he keeps getting thrown these leadership roles by accident. And he delivers each time because he doesn't. It doesn't really. He doesn't care that he's been lumped with the captaincy. He just gets on with the job. It's it, it is quite interesting, and uh, he seems like a natural. And uh, Michael Checker, I do know for a fact, went very close to making him uh, Waratah's captain at the start of last mm. season, and uh, obviously thought he'd uh, finesse on that that uh, that one a little bit, and went with Dave Dennis. And look how well that's uh, that's sort of worked out. But mm. uh, any good captain, as we know, Bronk uh, needs a number of leaders throughout a a, a rugby team, and that's what uh, Ewan's got at this particular time. Yeah, Dave Dennis uh, is an exceptional leader and he showed that when he cut his leg almost in half against the uh, Chiefs a few weeks ago and played on and scored that winning try. So he's a great leader and the boy from Penrith doing good. So um, the Waratahs welcome back uh, when they play the Brumbies this week in the old grudge match at ANZ Stadium. Uh, Ben Robinson, who's uh, very close to becoming one of the all time capped Waratahs. He won't play enough games to overhaul Phil Wall this year, but uh, I think he's going past Al Baxter this week, or equaling Al Baxter this week. I uh, can't remember the stats, but uh, I think uh, that's great news. He missed the Test Series, Casho, and uh, he also spoke to Mark Cashman yesterday, not only about where he is and his Test future, but what he thought of the Test Series against the French. First Test Series, Ben, you've uh, watched on for, uh, for for a stretch. What were your thoughts about the Wallabies in France? You know what, it's, as much as I would love to be now, that was great to see, I think. You know, to beat the French 3-0, th- um, you know, to have the last Test here in Sydney and the boys, especially the New South Wales boys doing so well, um, you know, I can't, can't help but, um, you know, like what's happening out there. Your ambitions is obviously to still play test football and maybe even knock off that World Cup that's eluded you. Yeah, for sure. I think um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely still have plenty of passion and plenty of drive to go out and, and play test footy. I think um, you know, it starts this week, big game against uh, the Brumbies. So I need to put in a good performance there um, and keep continually improving my own game. Uh, tell us about what you thought of the, the way the French scrummage and, and the way the Wallabies scrummaged. Yeah, look, it was, it was really interesting to see. Um, you know, losing um, Nicholas Mass early in, the, in that first game, I think he, he got dropped for that second game as well, and I've, I thought the players that came on played really well, um, the front rowers. I think you know, it was back and forth here on Saturday night, a few penalties either way, but um, you know, that, that's a French. They're very, uh, you know, they're, they, I suppose they pride themselves on their scrummaging. They scrummage really well, and you know, they get a lot of momentum out of it. Wallabies seemed to uh, develop their scrum as the series sort of went along. They they uh, were obviously coping a lot better with uh, with with the mental game that uh, the French bring along with the, their physicality at scrum time. Yeah, I think you just can't go there and expecting nice straight easy square scrums. I think um, you know with the French you, you you got to expect a bit of wheeling, a bit of pulling, a bit of um, you know a bit of tactics involved, which which they did early on. So um, yeah, no, I think they uh, the Wallabies handled it very well. Couple of weeks off for you during during that time. Obviously played a bit of club footy, but uh, fresh and ready to go. Three games to the semis. Yeah, very fresh. Um, 
you know, it was good to play for Eastwood on the weekend. You know, good solid 55, 60, I think, minutes there as well. But the first few weeks, um, I had the first week off. The second and third week, we trained pretty hard here. Um, you know, there was no letting off from, from check from us. Saturday night, uh, up against the Brumby side, that will be missing Stephen Moore, a, a, a good mate of yours. Uh, you, you must be sad that uh, his captaincy didn't last longer than a couple of minutes. Yeah, look, it was, I think Stephen, we pretty disappointed um, about having that injury. I think um, you know, he's a well-deserved captain, um, a very consistent player for many years now. Um, you know, I think he, he's, a, he's a big loss you know, for, for the Wallabies and for the Brumbies. I think um, you know, the Brumbies take a lot of uh, uh, passion, I suppose, and a lot of energy from his game. So you know, he's, he's a big loss. But you look at their front row, um, you know, if it's Scotty's there and Benny's there, you know, they're, they're a world-class front row. The Waratahs finished nicely uh, in, in their last game against the Chiefs. Uh, can they pick it up where they left it off? Yeah, we're hoping so. Um, you know, that Chiefs game I thought was a very impressive game. It was probably one of the um, great Waratah wins that I've been involved in. I think we went over there expecting a really hard game, which we got. Um, and for me, I, you know, that, that scoreline was a bit of a shock for me. Did you, uh, did you see much growth in your, your teammates during Wallaby time? Yeah, there's a particular big bloke that I thought grew pretty well, especially in that last game. I think, you know, for him to play his first test, but Willie Sheldon was, um, and, and do so well, was was uh, phenomenal. I think it's a, it's a sign of his, his talent. Um, I still I still think he's got plenty of growth to go. And whether it's his height or his game, he's still got, he's still got plenty to go. You must have had a tear in your eye when he scored that try. Uh, yeah, probably a tear for the, for the blokes trying to tackle him. I think, um, you know, yeah, he definitely had that tingle in his eye that he wanted to get across the line and I think, I think he might have even knocked off Dusitois there as well so um, you know it, it was good for him to score that try and you know I think a lot of people saw the try in the, in the, in the setup or the offload easy but a lot of work he does at the breakdown and just attracting plays um, you know means a lot to you know for us at, at, at the Waratahs and you saw it on the weekend with the Wallabies. So Ben Robinson with Mark Cashman, uh, keen to talk about his club as well, Eastwood, that's important to him. Uh, so they haven't been um, sitting around sucking their thumbs. He mentioned that Checker had been flogging them in the meantime. So uh, they uh, are still working hard. And it should be a pretty good game against the Brumbies this week. I think I think hopefully the teams will come in and it won't be one of those Dua uh, interstate derbies with the Brumbies. We'll see um, the boys turn it on. Brumbies, of course, Bronk hit by a, a number of injuries in the hooker area. Uh, Stephen Moore, of course, who uh, crocked himself uh, mm. during the uh, during the French series, and uh, uh, Josh Manray, uh, and also Saliva Saliva uh, are, are out out injured. Uh, Bongo, as Josh has known, mm. uh, good fella too. A good fella, very uh, reliable uh, hooker. Yeah, Great very way. very reliable hooker, but uh, he strained a hamstring uh, at the weekend, so he's having scans as we speak. And uh, Luke Holmes is sort of headed down there for cover, so Luke might find himself uh, coming into the squad and uh, starting against uh, his club from last year, the Waratahs. So very interesting scenario. But uh, listen, the uh, the whips are on to uh, to finish up the conference well, and uh, I, I think the Tars might, uh, and particularly that man, uh, the cat, might sniff a bit of blood in the water there in the front row. So we'll see how they go. But uh, listen, plenty of depth there and uh, well coached, obviously, there by uh, Lord Laurie. Yeah, I think so. I think, Mark, uh, that uh, you'll find the cat. Ben Robinson will come out firing and have a monster game as loose head for the Waratahs. And, uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting game as well because another one, 
who was sitting on the sideline, and not because of form, but basically because of a decision he made. He's going to play with Leinster uh, after this season. He still wants to play for the Wallabies. And this is this issue again, Casho, brushing Australian players who aren't playing, uh, who, not, who are not playing in Super Rugby um, uh, for the sake of keeping the competition strong in Australia. It's going to be tested more and more, isn't it? As players of, of good age, uh, good athleticism and uh, test quality are leaving our shores. It's interesting, this uh, this point. I uh, emceed a lunch up at Foster on the mid-north coast of uh, New South Wales for the mid-north coast rugby union on uh, on Friday. We had Tony Dempsey, the the former boss of Rupert there, and uh, we had a, our opinions were um, at both ends of the spectrum there. He's a... Uh, He's a he's a fan of uh, keeping Wallabies in Australia uh, at any cost, uh, and if you do go overseas, you know that's uh, that's a thing you've got to give up. Whereas I'm of the opinion that uh, guys like Kane Douglas, once he settles in there at Leinster, uh, uh, also Salisi Marfu doing so well in the uh, in the English English conditions there at Northampton, should be considered for uh, major Test matches like a World Cup campaign. Absolutely. Imagine if some of the other countries invoked that rule and um, it was uh, I guess set in stone I mean you wouldn't have any players no 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 and uh, obviously with well, the, South Africa well uh, the, uh, the, the the new TV deal in France is uh, is a real threat yeah. to Southern Hemisphere rugby uh, the amount of money that's coming through and uh, money does talk Bronk as you know it does but not there's not a space for everyone and, and the French are a bit concerned that they've gone too far the other way too many foreign players so it's hurting their national team. I really think that, uh, you know, in talking to the guys like Morgan Tiranui, et cetera, on this show, that uh, they may pull it back, actually, rather than just opening the floodgates because they need to produce more players. They've got a lot of talent in France and they need to make sure that, they, you know, and they do, they do sink deep into their uh, rugby culture with, um, you know, first division, second division. So there's a, there's a lot of rugby there and, and the temptation of buying a, a championship and having a lot of big players is, is, is there. I mean, look at Toulon. I mean, look at the names from around the world. But is that good for French rugby? That's the question. Well, the uh, the national team coach, Philippe Saint-André, uh, set down a marker late last week, didn't he, about uh, about this matter, about uh, too many, uh, too many uh, foreigners in the, uh, in, in the top 14. And uh, really, you can sympathise with him. Uh, look at Toulon, who won the Heineken Cup and also the... Uh, the top 14, uh, you know, they had five South Africans there, I think, didn't they, Bronk? And, uh, you know, a number of Aussies. And uh, then there's, uh, you know, some of the, uh, the Pacific Island boys. So it's a, uh, it's not a hugely uh, French-centric sort of uh, Toulon side. But uh, anyway, listen, you, uh, you can't argue with the formula they've come up de- with down there. No, they can't. But I, I can see something you know, happening there in terms of uh, tightening things up. And if that's the case, then, then, a, and then a nice spread of players playing in Europe from Australia, from New Zealand, and the other way around, having players playing here, I think would be really good um, for the world game. So we're not talking about losing all our players. No way. Uh, because, you know, the competitions don't exactly marry up. And uh, that's what we've got to take into account, although the European season is very long. All right, so speaking of the European season, we talked about Kane Douglas. He uh, was also at the Waratahs training session yesterday, and uh, Mark Cashman spoke to him and also about his impending move to Ireland. 
Kane from Wallaby Front. First time you've uh, you've looked on from the Test series. What were your thoughts about how they uh, they navigated the French? No, it was, it was good to watch, and um, especially the Tars boys, they they really ripped in, and it was good to see Willie get a crack on the weekend, and he he's awesome to watch, big big Willie Skelton. Um, yeah, it was it was different. I, I've I've been in there the last couple of years, but um, yeah, it was good to good to sit back and watch. I didn't get to any of the games um, like at the game, but. Uh, yeah, I rushed off after the club, my club rugby game on the weekend, rushed upstairs to watch the, the game at the Southern Districts Rugby Club and um, yeah, it was, it was good to see him in fine form and scoring try. Could you see some growth uh, from the team uh, over the three test matches? Yeah, definitely. There was um, yeah the second second game, obviously the French sort of went a bit harder at them and um, and yeah they it was yeah it was wasn't much scoring out there, but um, but no, it's it's good to see they win win three games in a row and. Um, and yeah, it was, it's, it's good from the spectators and I'm sure all the fans loved it as well. You're obviously comfortable with your decision to head to Leicester, but uh, there must have been a few a few twinges of, uh, Jesus, I, I wish I was out there. Oh yeah, I suppose, but um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm very comfortable with my decision, but um, yeah, it's, you, you always wish you were out there and um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know whether this will, um, whether there'll be any more games for me this year with, with the Wallabies, but um, yeah, if, if, if that, if that opportunity arise, I'd, I'd take it with both hands. But, but yeah, um, yeah, it's it good to good to see them winning. Uh, a bit of unfinished business with with the Tars, three games, and then hopefully a successful final series and a, a, a game where you guys probably didn't play well in the first round against the the Brumbies coming up on Saturday. Yeah, it's a massive game this weekend, and and, yeah, and, and three games to go. So it'd, it'd be good to finish top of the conference and. And sitting in that second or first first position on the whole ladder would be would be awesome. Get a home semi and that. So um, yeah, we've got a um, big few games coming up. This week's going to be massive out at ANZ, and um, yeah, hopefully we can beat the Brumbies. Uh, not much footy was played, and uh, probably a bit ill-tempered down in Canberra during that during that first game. Uh, uh, obviously, it's uh, unfinished business. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we, we obviously didn't play as good as we we could down there, and. Um, yeah, I think we've I think we've got better as a footy team since then. So um, hopefully that that last game against the Chiefs and then these uh, the Wallaby boys going really well, um, going really well this last few weeks, especially the, the Waratahs continuing. Hopefully they can come back and add a bit bit of spice and they've they've learned something from the from them tests. And yeah, hopefully we can get out there and, and have a good crack this weekend. So there he is, Kane Douglas, and a, and a terrific fellow too. We wish him all the best. And I think, Casha, you might have said Leicester in that interview, but I don't know if you had a drink early in the morning. Is that right? <laughs> Jeez, yeah. you picked me up on that, Brom. Yeah, no, I'm very quick. Very but, quick. Uh, no, it's, it's great to see uh, Kane get a chance over there. I think uh, he's been in the Australian system, I think, for uh, for eight years. And, uh, yeah, you know, there, there, there is that same old, same old sort of feel about things. And... Uh, you know some of the things he uh, he unfortunately lost his uh, his mum uh, mm, yeah. late last year, which he was very, very close sad. to, and yeah. uh, I think he's just looking for uh, for a bit of adventure, a bit of uh, a bit of change of scene. But uh, he's definitely one to uh, for the national team selectors to track how their progress is going. And uh, listen, he's going to be back because he's. Uh, I'd, I'd imagine there's not too many uh, surfing spots uh, <laughs> in and around the Dublin area, but uh, yeah, listen, uh, he'll be back, and I think he'll be, he'll be a better player for it. Uh, not that he's getting going along pretty handy at the moment, though, for the Waratahs. The only surfing will be on the internet in Dublin.
Yes. I don't know. Maybe. If he goes to D4, we know all about D4. That's where Les Kiss is. Uh, I did contact Les Kiss for the um, edification of our uh, island listeners, and uh, he, he was uh, in Tukuman. Uh, and the communications were a bit dusty so we'll check in with Les and he'll tell us all about the Argentinian tour if he's made it back in one piece and uh, having been there before with him in uh, 2004 it is a wonderful place to tour I'm and sure Bronk if he's in Tucumán, he'll be having the, uh, the, meat, the meat sweats as we speak <laughs> and, and watching the uh, soccer or the football World Cup in Brazil I'd really love to see Argentina next time around get the World Cup because they certainly deserve it. Um, they can easily get the venue sorted, I'm sure about that, but uh, uh, it is a, it's a wonderful place uh, and a great rugby culture. So let's bring it on for Argentina. So there's our chats with uh, the Waratahs slash Wallabies and Super Rugby to resume this work and that big battle uh, between the Brumbies and the Waratahs. Crucial for the conference, you know, it's so tight at the top of the ladder uh, in the Australian Conference and similarly uh, in South Africa and in New Zealand. Um, my, my money's on the Crusaders. I just think they're, they're, they're hitting that unstoppable um, freight train form, Casho. And, you know, it's a bit of a shame the Waratahs won't meet the Crusaders in the regular home and away season. Well, that, uh, that, that may well help their, help their chances, Bronk. I think, um, you know, sides sort each, sort each other out quite quickly. Mm. So... Uh, Listen, if uh, if it's a Waratahs Crusaders final, or 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 maybe Waratahs Sharks sort of final, I think uh, I think they'll uh, they'll like they'll go pretty close to uh, to doing the business. And I think uh, a bit of the unknown factors, obviously being uh, held back by uh, the coaching staff there at uh, at New South Wales. So we'll see how it pans out. But uh, uh, Tars have three games to uh, finish off the season. It's uh, Brumbies. Highlanders and then up to Brisbane against the uh, the Reds, so uh, a pretty good way to finish, and I think uh, they'll they'll be in pretty good form. A lot of guys would have gained from the experience of uh, of playing Test rugby uh, in the uh, in the June period. Yeah, all right, Casho. Well, that's covering off the internationals around the world. There are a few other matches around the world, but I think they're the main games for us to uh, take care of. Uh, so, Cash Cow. We're going to move on to something that you're pretty close to. You've been helping out with the media for the North Harbour Rays in the NRC, the National Rugby Championship, that will come into play a bit later this year. And that is the, uh, what, third-tier rugby competition uh, that's been introduced to address Australian rugby depth. And the North Harbour Rays, um, you know, let's have a look at some vision on screen now. And this is the... Uh, it's called the season launch. It was really a partnership launch for the Rays. Talk us through it. Yeah, Bronk, it's, uh, it, it was sort of quite interesting there. Uh, Macquarie University have come on board as the, uh, the North Harbour Rays uh, principal partner. So uh, a, great, uh, a, a, a great partner to have. Uh, they're very proactive and uh, we're, the Rays are going to be training and uh, using a lot of their uh, gymnasium and uh, aquatic facilities out there at the... Uh, on the university campus, which is in the uh, the northwest of Sydney, so listen, a, a great partner, and uh, the 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 Rays are, uh, I think, probably uh, six or eight weeks away from uh, from the start of the season. The boys uh, start getting through some of the detail with the head coach Jeff Townsend in uh, in coming weeks, so uh, they'll come together uh, once a week. Uh, in, in coming weeks and things will crank up once uh, the Shoot Shield clubs uh, involved in the venture which is Northern Suburbs, 
Gordon, Manly, and and Warringah uh, get knocked out of the uh, get knocked out of the final series. But let's let's hope uh, the the teams in contention there, Manly and Warringah. Manly, of course, are uh, undefeated Broncos, you know, in the uh, in in the shoot shield. Uh, Go deep into the finals, but uh, yeah, listen, it's it's going to be interesting uh, competition. Uh, uh, nine teams. Uh, the comp's going to go over about uh, ten or twelve weeks, so uh, it's going to add to the depth, just like the ITM Cup and the Curry Cup in South Africa does to uh, to rugby in this country. And uh, have a look at this, the great Sean Maloney. Look at those hands. He dropped the microphone, but caught it. He should be still playing. He certainly should. Listen, he's uh, he's trimmed down a lot in uh, in recent times. I think it's got something to do with with, uh, with having his uh, his torso on on television. And uh, listen, the skills are there; they'll never leave him. Uh, well done, Stretchy Maloney, doing a good job at Fox Sports and helping to launch the partnership for the NRC. So it's all happening. What do you got there, mate? What have you brought into the Rugger Matrix Studio? Well, this is very uh, bright. Why the... is it red? Well, this is uh, one of the university colours, and uh, uh, we thought for the uh, partnership launch that we'd get all our coaches in uh, in these things. But uh, there's the Macquarie University branding, and no, there's we'll hold uh, it up in front of your head, mate, so we can see it. No, and there's the the uh, the, uh, the North Harbour Rays logo, which uh, harks back is to it the uh, after you. You look just like twins. Well, it's a bit like that, isn't it? But uh, <laughs> that one doesn't have a beard at the moment, but. Uh, uh, it's it's modelled after uh, the the Central Coast Rays, which won the uh, Australian Rugby Championship, on which uh, the National Rugby Championship has been pretty much modelled. So uh, listen, we're uh, we're we're a young club, uh, we're a young franchise, but uh, we have a history of winning. So that's great. All right, very good. Do you fit into that? Is that your size? One size fits all, Bronk. It's very stretchy, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, that was good. Um, and you know, the the funny thing about that launch is that there was a very common theme. They want to give it to Sydney University and the uh, the Sydney Stars. So let's have a, a listen to some of them. Cash Gow. So first off, Mark Cashman spoke to the chairman of the North Harbour Rays. That's Gary Flowers, the former AAU boss, now running the show for the Rays. Here's Gary Flowers with Mark Cashman. Absolutely, a great, a great day, a great day to launch not just our sponsorship but our partnership with Macquarie University. They're a great partner, we're all very excited about the, the, the relationship and looking forward now to the footy starting in a few weeks. Uh, starting up a, a, a rugby team from scratch, it's, uh, it's not easy. Uh, a lot of work's gone in in the background at this stage. Yeah, a lot of work has definitely gone in. I've got to pay tribute to the four clubs involved. Great leadership to, to firstly commit to this sort of venture and then great leadership to commit the resources and funding they have to getting it up and running. And then of course we've taken it on from them uh, with, a, with a great board and committee and a great set of people working with us um, and we're very excited about getting into the season now. But a lot of work but we're very happy with where we are at the moment. Rays have a bit of history in this style of competition. They won the ARC in uh, 2007. That's, uh, that's, that's something to live up to and uh, it's, it's a bit of history to draw on. Absolutely, one out of one is a pretty good, pretty good start for us. Um, we're certainly going into this season very confident. We've got a very good bunch of players. I mean, obviously, Manly have performed very well on the shoot shield, so Warringah, and obviously the core of those teams will be available to us, but also with a few of the Super 15 guys coming back. So we're very happy about our player pool. Yeah, nice words from Gary. Gary, of course, was uh, the CEO of the ARU when the ARC went round in 2007. So... Uh, Gary's got a bit of skin in the game, so uh, it's good to see him upbeat and so positive about uh, this new venture. And uh, I tell you what, he runs a he runs a pretty slick meeting. Let me tell you. Yeah, is he is a is a full on professional? 
And well, pre- pretty much so. You given know, given I've, given the, the, some of the rugby meetings I've been in the past, uh, they can be debatable. But uh, it's good to see that you've got a you know not a sharp operator there. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you obviously need that. Uh, obviously, uh, volunteers and uh, people getting an opportunity to uh, to aim up in the in, in the next level up is uh, is sort of pretty important. So uh, you know, there's there's uh, there's the structure there for this uh, franchise to do very well. But uh, as you mentioned, leading into what uh, Gary had to say, uh, you know, a lot of interest in uh, in that game against the uh, the Sydney Stars. So. Uh, with Macquarie Uni taking on Sydney University, it's got that uh, uh, that varsity feel to it, hasn't it? Uh, Cambridge Oxford uh, game and all that sort of stuff. So uh, yeah, looking forward to the season, Brock. It's uh, it's a hundred metre sprint, but uh, it should be fun. Should be. Well, let's uh, hear from the uh, coach Jeff Townsend speaking to Mark Cashman. We're trying to get a little bit of detail into the players over the next uh, six weeks on, with Wednesday sessions uh, where we, we just get a little bit of our content and, and, and in place. But uh, if Manly and Warringah have deep runs into the playoffs, which we hope they do, uh, we might not see the guys until about a week before the uh, championship start. What style of rugby can we expect to see from the race? Oh, we'd like to think we're going to play an attractive, expansive type game. But obviously when the new laws uh, come into place, we'll... we'll uh, We'll look at our, our plans from there and, and, uh, and, and act accordingly. But yeah, we, when you look at the initial development squad, the Manly and the Warringah take a fair portion of, of the team, like Manly's forward pack, obviously most of those boys are involved, and the Warringah back line, you find most of those boys are, are involved with the group as well. So, so we've got some combinations there that which we can rely on, but obviously the boys from uh, Gordon and North are going to put their hands up as well have uh, marked a date in the diary and that's the game against the uh, the Sydney Stars it's uh, it's the varsity game Macquarie University versus Sydney University so uh, it's a I think it's the start of a grand tradition well let's hope so you know like um, obviously the people here at Macquarie University are very very uh, uh, very focused on that particular game and and, and as a team we, we'd like to uh, have a crack at those boys and, and and all the players know each other and they're, they're probably all good mates but uh, on the field it's gonna be a hell of a contest so Jeff Townsend uh, with the job, Casho, he was a late appointment. Yeah, uh, Phil Blake picked up uh, a very good job with the uh, with the Leicester Tigers, and uh, obviously we we weren't going to stand in uh, in Phil's way. It's a, it's a great opportunity for him to uh, further himself in a uh, in a in a in a totally professional environment and with a, with one of the great clubs of Europe. So uh, Jeff has uh, stood up to the uh, the mark. Uh, obviously. Uh, uh, an assistant coach to uh, to uh, John Mitchell at the uh, at the Western Force uh, some years ago, so got the runs on the board and doing a a good job of uh, moulding the uh, the a very young Gordon side, uh, a Gordon side that's uh, obviously in a in a rebuilding phase. So uh, he's looking forward to getting his uh, hands on a bit of uh, on a bit of extra talent and uh, playing some good rugby. Absolutely, Kesha. Well, let's uh, hear from one of the players, uh, scrum half with the Waratah squad as well, Matt Lucas. Every chance you get to sort of play more footy, and then, you know, in this case, it's obviously of a, it's going to be of a high standard. Um, you know, there's there's a bit of a gap between Super Rugby and Club Rugby, and this, you know, this is going to be that next level from Club Rugby. So, you know, eight games or whatever it is, um, you're going to really cherish it and, and take it. Yeah. You're looking forward to working with some of some of the guys from the other clubs, guys like uh, uh, guys from Moringa, North, and Gordon. Yeah, well, absolutely. Um, you know, you get the opportunity to pick out, you know, the best from 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 all the clubs and and, and combine them. Um, you know, it's going to be great fun. You know, I've got good mates. You know, I live with a, with Cam Crawford, who's from North, and I think he's going to be involved. Um, 
you know, to, to sort of handpick a couple of the best guys from each club and, and to play with them in one side, you, you know, you look forward to that. There must be a bit of banter sort of going on in the in the extended sort of Waratah squad at the moment. Once, uh, you know, things are starting to heat up with the NRC, we'll have the draw announced pretty soon. So uh, tell us about some of that banter. You must be giving it to those Sydney Uni blokes, aren't you? Yeah, well, I said earlier, they're, they're calling themselves the Sydney Stars, so... You know, they've already got a bit of a target on them. Um, but no, it is. It's all in good fun. Um, you know, a lot of the boys are starting to figure out who, you know, there was a bit of, you know, you're in, a, in the dark a bit there earlier. Um, but everyone's starting to figure out who, they, who they're able to play for and that sort of thing. So, yeah, the, the band is increasing and it's good because, you know, you know, you're best mates with them in at the Tars, but it's another chance to, you know, go out and go to battle with them, go to, go to battle against them. So. Ah, yes, Bronk, as you see, everyone's looking forward to that game against the Sydney Stars uh, and a bit of banter at Waratah's uh, training, by the sound of thing, between <laughs> uh, between all the guys. So, listen, that's great to see. Now, who's this uh, other fellow, the big Scottish prop that's playing for Gordon? That's uh, that's a guy called uh, Nick Fraser. Come out, came out here from uh, Edinburgh through uh, one of the connections with the uh, with the Gordon coach, but uh, could well be playing in the uh, in the NRC. And uh, good luck to him. Well, let's hear from him, Casho. Nick Fraser, who's playing with the mighty Highlanders and may get a job for the North Harbour Rays in the NRC. Nick Fraser from Scotland. Out here from Scotland for a couple of seasons. Tell us about the journey. Yeah, it's been good. Like, uh, it happened pretty quick. Like, I was back home in Scotland and fancied coming over to Australia to play. And One of our coaches at Gordon's from Scotland, so just got in touch with him. And Yeah, I've been, been here since, uh, since January. What are, you, what are your thoughts about uh, the quality of the shoot shield? And uh, you obviously must be looking forward to the step up in uh, in quality f in the uh, national rugby championship. Yeah, definitely. The shoot shield is good. Good league. A lot of good players. Like it's really fast, really physical. Like there's back home in Scotland. It's good. Good league there as well. And uh, there'll be plenty of boys over there that could do well over here. So yeah, really looking forward to it. And hopefully, hopefully the race will go well as well. Yeah, Bronk. Listen, uh, I said to Nick. Uh, after the interview, uh, don't be afraid. You're the one with the accent. It's not us. So, uh, but a good fella. <laughs> yeah. So it's a good mix of guys there, and it was great to see um, a bit of excitement about the national rugby championship, and it's finally starting to get something tangible about it now. You know, with teams signing up sponsors and those sorts of things, and looking forward to how the draw comes out and all that. When's the draw, by the way? Well, the draw will be out in uh, in in uh, in coming weeks. I think uh, the Rays have their first home game on September four. So, uh, right. yeah. So that's uh, that's. And your home be, ground is. It's going to be Brookvale Oval. So, uh, right. yeah, it's uh, the home of the the NRL team, the the Manly Sea Eagles. So, uh, you know, uh, another reason, another reason for them to upgrade it. Yes, that's exactly right, and that's uh, that's why they've uh, they've got us on board. But uh, looking forward to working with everyone in and around the uh, the ground and uh, we're in a council. So uh, great stuff, and uh, let's hope we we pack it out a bit. All right, hope so. Uh, Casho, thank you very much for coming in and uh, bringing your shirt and all that sort of stuff. Thanks to the wonderful people who attended the Lion series last year and were happy for me to photograph them. And uh, there's heaps more of those that. Uh, that have been uh, published all over the place uh, and including uh, in French magazines. So just got to get them to pay me now. So <laughs> that's, uh, do they still pay in francs or um, euros these days? Francs, I'm not sure about francs, <laughs> but uh, it might be euros, I think. But uh, listen, Bron, while, while we're looking at the great photo behind us, mm. let's uh, let's do a shout out for uh, for this man here. And uh, if he contacts us, you'll send him a digital copy of the photo. Yeah, absolutely. Look out. Um, we might do that every week. Um, there's, there's some 
great uh, crowd shots from that series. What a wonderful um, series and concept uh, and so great to be part of. Casho, thanks for coming in, mate. Good to see you. Uh, well done with all the chats this week. Let's hope that uh, Super Rugby keeps bubbling along after the uh, Southern Test Series. And uh, I thought the All Blacks really warmed up nicely. Good to see Australia get seven wins in a row. There's a bit of optimism about the side. And please, ARU, try and get a day game, at least one or two a year. I think uh, absolute priority. I can guarantee you now that that game would not have had the same coverage in the general media if it was a night game. 100% positive of that. I know because I work in the media and it just wouldn't have had the same colour and movement with the daylight hours and the crowd wouldn't have been as big, simple as that. It's just more family friendly. Uh, I know my wife and my eldest daughter went to the game, had a great time, Casho, and uh, it's just, you know, rugby should be played in the daytime. We know television pays the bills to a certain extent. However, there's got to be some give and take and you've got to be able to produce a, a nice product like that during the daytime because it is really family friendly. Well, let's uh, let's talk about a uh, Bledisloe Cup uh, day afternoon game. Listen, uh, I think uh, I think Bledisloe Cup at night out at Homebush might pull sixty odd thousand. Mm. I think with uh, an afternoon oh. kickoff, uh, even if it's uh, it would be friendly to the New Zealand uh, kickoff times. Uh, maybe if they could adjust things uh, over there, you know, you've uh, you've got your block of rugby and uh, we get eighty odd thousand out there. I think it'd be fantastic. Well, the Kiwis will be playing here, so it's not an issue, really, is it? Like, no, you know, no, just, that's just right. They'd, get on with it. They'd probably prefer it at 4 or 4.30 or 5.30 or something along those lines. That uh, That's, uh, what is it, peak peak time in, uh, in, uh, in New Zealand, isn't it? Absolutely. So it was just a different vibe in the city on that day, and it was something we so rarely see with a high-quality test match, and uh, that was just wonderful to see. So let's have more of it. Uh, Australian rugby and uh, we will see big crowds coming out to see the Wallabies. So seven straight will they get eight? It's going to be a test when we hit to August and the rugby championship. It's going to be tough for the Wallabies. Uh, if they can, that'll be fantastic and Neil McKenzie would have completed one of his first missions uh, which is to beat the All Blacks and win back the Bledisloe. Uh, it would be a wonderful thing. So the timing's pretty good if they can keep doing it ahead of the World Cup. But look out England. I think they are going to be a force to be reckoned with when it comes to the World Cup on their home soil. So uh, we have to be on our guard, and as will every other nation taking on England. At the World Cup in 2015. Casho, thanks for coming in. We'll speak to you soon. Always a pleasure, Bron. Don't forget uh, Cash Cow running his own media enterprise now, Cash Cow Media Solutions. You can find them, where can you find them? Uh, on Twitter, on, on Twitter. Facebook, yep. all sorts of places. So, uh, yeah, just contact can, us through here. So. Or you can get Cash Cow through here. Now, don't forget uh, those who are uh, production-minded and interested in production full stop, uh, whether you want to be an amateur podcaster or work in the professional uh, industry like television or radio uh, i have now launched a new youtube only channel and that is uh the rugger matrix's uh, parent company image matrix and the image matrix production channel and it's all about giving away the 20 odd years 25 years experience i've had in the media industry and, um, and that includes uh, photography video uh, editing you name it sound all sorts of things lighting 
scripting. We'll be doing it all on this show, and it's about uh, giving you a chance to, at a budget, um, become more professional in what you do in producing content for the web because I believe there should be more of it and happy to uh, give that advice away. We'll also be introducing um, lots of other professionals from the industry, lighting cameramen, uh, specialists in technical parts of the business from transmitting, uh, you know, codecs, you name it. It can get a bit dorky and geeky, but it'll certainly help you out. Um, the first episode is up now and it's all about changing your old hard drive from a spinning slow disk to a brand new solid state drive and I can tell you that it actually works a treat and improved um, the timing and uh, workflow for Rugged Matrix actually by changing it on the, our little MacBook Pro. So check it out, That'll be, uh, there'll be a link actually from Rugged Matrix to it, so it's Image Matrix production channel on YouTube. So, Casho, no doubt you'll be tuning in for me. Well, I think I'm going to play a role at some stage, Bronco, aren't I? I'll, I'll, be, uh, I'll be your average uh, man on the street Luddite, won't I? Uh, yes, yeah. Well, Just asking the silly questions that, uh, yeah. that people uh, need to have answered. Well, instead of ringing me now, you can actually just go to the website. So there's another motivation, but uh, all the guys at work at Channel 7 are keen to see it as well and uh, take part. And so... We'll have some of the stars from uh, mainstream media helping me out on the program as well. So uh, a final little plug there in the end. So don't forget also uh, Alex Goff has started his own blog and but still pumping out Rugger Matrix America. So make sure you check that out. And uh, he's doing a great job with Bruce McLean and the team over in the US based in Seattle. So on both sides of the continent over there. All right, hope you're enjoying uh, your uh, test rugby. Now it's time to get back to super rugby in the Southern Hemisphere as we drive towards the finals and then to the rugby championship. Can't wait for that. Until then, we'll see you next week. (laughs) 